Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Sustainable Brown Girl on WQEE 99.1, right here in Noonan. I'm your host, Ariel Green. This show exists to provide representation for women of color in the environmental space, to highlight their stories, and to educate the masses on how to be more eco-friendly every day. Last week, we talked about climate change and how communities of color will be among the first to experience the damaging effects. If you missed that episode, you can catch up on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. With Halloween coming this weekend and the holidays quickly approaching, I think now is a good time to talk about ways to prevent food waste. Pumpkins are the universal symbol of autumn, and are a popular decor item in millions of households. In fact, according to the USDA, an estimated 2 billion pounds of pumpkins are grown in the United States each year. And about two-thirds of those are trashed rather than being eaten or composted. Keeping food out of the landfill is crucial to fighting climate change. You see, when Halloween pumpkins and other food waste makes it to the landfill, they release methane gas, a harmful greenhouse gas that contributes to climate change. In this episode, I'll be talking about a few ways in which we can put those Halloween pumpkins to good use and prevent food waste in general. We're also going to be hearing from Elise Smith, a Black woman who's the founder of Winnie's Bakery. When baking delicious treats for Winnie's Bakery, Elise strives to use sustainable ingredients and prefers to buy local, organic, and fairly sourced goods as often as possible. Elise will be sharing some tips about how to reduce food waste in the kitchen later on in the show. But first, let's talk about a few ways in which we can get the most out of those Halloween pumpkins rather than tossing them in the trash. First, cook with it. If your pumpkins have not been carved and are still intact, one of the most obvious uses for pumpkins would be to cook with it. A whole uncarved pumpkin can last up to 12 weeks by some estimates. So assuming you bought your pumpkin at the beginning of October, it could easily make it onto the dinner table by Thanksgiving. There are so many tasty recipes that can be made with pumpkins, particularly desserts. We're talking the classic pumpkin pie. Or perhaps you could try a spiced pumpkin cake or pumpkin brownies. How about pumpkin muffins or scones? (laughs) If a sweet treat isn't your cup of tea, you can make pumpkin bread, pumpkin soup, or roast the pumpkin for a delicious side dish. And of course, pumpkin seeds can also be roasted and enjoyed. If you're tired of eating pumpkins, Perhaps you could feed it to the animals. If you or someone you know has chickens, a few chunks of pumpkin would be a good snack for them. Or if you live close to a forest or wooded area with wild animals, you could break up some pumpkin and leave it out for the animals to enjoy. But before doing that, be sure that there's no paint or mold on the pumpkins. And in some areas, zoos or animal farms are accepting carved pumpkins as donations for the animals to eat. So you can just do a quick search in your area and see if there's anywhere that is accepting that. 
Another use for pumpkins around your home would be to create sensory play opportunities for younger children or science experiments for older children. You can pour in all kinds of different ingredients to make potions or volcanoes and watch out for the reactions. Try combining things like hydrogen peroxide and vinegar to create oozing and exploding pumpkins. You could also make some edible pumpkin Play-Doh or pumpkin slime. There are lots of ideas online for some fun uses for old pumpkins. Some cities have started hosting pumpkin smashes, where people will gather and literally smash pumpkins. <laughs> Not only is it a fun way to get out some frustration, it also helps jumpstart the decomposition process. The remains from this activity are collected and use it for compost. Now, once you've gotten as much use out of the pumpkins as possible, go ahead and compost the remains. Composting is the natural process of allowing food and organic materials to decompose to turn into soil. See if your city has a local composting program, find a local community garden that accepts food scraps, or you can even bury old pumpkins in your backyard. The main goal is to just keep it from going to landfill. All right. Well, I hope you've gotten a few ideas about how to get the most out of any pumpkins that you may have lying around during this season. Like I mentioned earlier, so many pumpkins are wasted each year. But food waste in general is a big problem. And being more conscious about eliminating food waste is a really simple way to fight climate change. In a previous episode of the show, I talked about reduce, reuse, recycle, and the other forgotten R's of sustainability. I mentioned in that episode that the USDA estimates that 30 to 40% of food produced is wasted at the retail and consumer level. Tossing uneaten food in the trash and sending it to landfill means that it won't be able to safely decompose. Instead, it will slowly rot and turn into greenhouse gases, which contribute to the warming of the planet. According to DoSomething.org, Americans generate over 20 million tons of food waste each year. But there are lots of ways in which we can reduce our food waste. Elise Smith, the founder of Winnie's Bakery, will share some tips on how she likes to reduce food waste in her kitchen. After we hear from her, we'll dive a little deeper into more steps that we can take to keep food from rotting in a landfill. I mean, it's it's all the ones that we already know, but we maybe don't take the time to consider buying seasonally, buying locally, and also buying in bulk as well. And like taking the time to consider, well, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to create. And I'm a family of three. And my kids like to eat this, this, and this. They don't seem to get tired of it. If you're able to buy in bulk and you're able to kind of plan it out a little bit, freezing it, it's mm -hmm. better than you letting it sit in your fridge and waste. It's better than you driving out to the store every night to pick it up. It's better than you trying to buy things that are out of season, which there's always an ecological impact when you un uh, unnaturally grow things. Agriculture has it has a natural flow and rhythm. And when we do things that disturb that, there's going to be a cost. And so when I tell people, just Google what's in season, 
right? You're going to be so surprised with the long list of things that you probably already eat. Also, I've had people tell me, you know, I find that my berries kind of just taste like water. It's not berry season. Right. Or they say my apples kind of have like this weird zing back. It's not that season, like honey crispy yeah. around, not a thing. Buying locally, you're helping the the economical ecosystem of your community when you do that. One, two, if you're thinking about emissions and things of that nature, more than likely there's a farmer's market that you could go and buy everything you need for the week or in the next two weeks from. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, lastly, food waste is the biggest thing yes. for me. Yeah, same. I am the queen of leftovers now. Yeah. It's taken a good six years. I always enjoyed leftovers, but I'd be like, eh, but I can't do anything. This yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. I am the queen of a stir fry, of a fried rice, of a casserole. Mm-hmm. I really, really am. Soup. I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soups. Yes. Throw it in that pot. Let it get together. Become uh-huh. friends and it's going to be so good. Just kind of figuring out how to lower your waste. First, creating a meal plan and sticking to it is so important. I'm so guilty of not sticking to a meal plan. (laughs) I'll spend a couple of hours each week making a list, then shopping for those groceries, only for Tuesday or Wednesday to roll around and I have absolutely no desire to cook. So the lettuce that I bought ends up wilting or I have to quickly toss the chicken into the freezer before it goes bad. Please tell me I'm not the only one. (laughs) I found that doing a bit of meal prep at the beginning of the week does help reduce the stress of having to cook from scratch every day. If you're the type of person who can cook entire meals at a time and eat them throughout the week, then more power to you. For me, If I just prep some of the ingredients that I bought for meals, that helps a lot. It can be as simple as dicing some onions or cooking a couple of cups of rice to reduce the amount of time that I'll be spending in the kitchen that week. It makes cooking a bit less intimidating knowing that some of the steps are already done. Another thing when it comes to sticking to the meal plan means not overbuying. So often we simply just buy too much food that we couldn't possibly finish before it goes bad. Being honest with yourself and your habits and taking a serious inventory of your fridge before heading to the grocery store should help prevent overbuying. Buying seasonally and locally. As Elise mentioned, produce tastes way better when it's in season and bonus points for buying locally. One of the best ways to know what's in season is by seeing what's on sale at the grocery store. This time of year, during the fall, the fruits in season are apples, pears, cranberries, and clementines. A few popular vegetables in season are turnip greens, collard greens, potatoes, Brussels sprouts, celery, and of course, pumpkins. (laughs) Buying seasonally ensures that your produce is fresh, tasty, and has the maximum amount of nutrients. When we buy produce out of season, that typically means that it has to travel further to get to us. Not only is it coming from places like South America, which adds to the emissions required for such long travel, the food is also picked before it's ripe to prevent spoiling, 
before making it to the grocery store, so it doesn't taste as good. Buying locally means that the food didn't have to travel far to get to you. Plus, you're supporting a local business. I've seen some grocery stores do have a locally sourced section, but buying from farmer's markets is always a great option. Or even better would be growing your favorite vegetables or herbs at home or in a community garden. Gardening is so rewarding, and you're probably less likely to waste the food that you grew yourself. Also, food storage is important. How often do we just throw everything in the fridge right after getting home from the grocery store? When it comes to produce especially, there are guides online that can tell you the best ways to store food to give it the longest shelf life. For example, strawberries come in the plastic slotted containers. If you put that directly in the fridge, the strawberries will be soft and wilty and moldy within like three, maybe five days. However, if you line an airtight container like a mason jar with paper towels, which will absorb any excess moisture, then place the unwashed strawberries in the container, they can last well over a week. So learning how to properly store food in the fridge pantry, or the countertop will help reduce food waste and save money. Elise mentioned that she uses beads wraps to store food, as well as reusing old glass jars. So beads wrap, I will definitely say, is an absolute favorite. I first bought beads wrap, I'm 31 now, when I was 17 from my local Williams-Sonoma. Wow. Williams-Sonoma was, was my splurge before it was popular. <laughs> um, it was my splurge, you know, to myself. I had just graduated high school and I did not know that I was going to go on to become a professional cook. Mm-hmm. I worked in food and I just absolutely loved going in Williams-Sonoma and window shopping. And one day I stumbled across these wrap and I was like, what is that? And the packaging alone intrigued me because it was just a cardboard box amidst some of the grandest wrapping I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's William Sonoma. And I took it home and it sat on my shelf just looking pretty for probably three months, if I'm being <laughs> And then one day I needed to wrap the top of this cobbler I had made. And I did not, God, the shame. I did not have plastic wrap. And I hated foil because it never felt like it was a glass platter and it never felt like it grasped right. Yeah. And I saw the wrap staring at me and I was like, I guess I should put it to use. Fantastic. It was so fantastic. The way that it anchored over my dish was so perfect because the warmth of your hands helps with how kind of malleable and sticky it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't leave any kind of residue in your hands. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to ever use it, but I really loved it. And from there on, anytime I can't find the top or a lid to something, I use it. I throw produce into them. I needed to bake something for the organization No Kid Hungry, and I had to make two dozen bread loaves. Out comes the bread wrap roll from Bees Wrap. It was so seamless and so perfect, and it keeps things so fresh. That's mm-hmm. definitely one of like my staples. I love my jars. I have... Yes. I have everything because I make my own, uh, like I make my own rose water and I make my own uh, vanilla and like lavender syrup and things of that nature. I have 
miniature ketchup bottles. I have maple syrup, honey bottles, and they're just stocked. It honestly kind of looks like an old time apothecary in my, my bakery pantry. Wow. Um, just cause I mean, why ever toss it? My basil is mm-hmm. currently in a, a San Marzano tin. <laughs> which is which is not the best actually <laughs> it can get warm but it's what I had on hand because yes. I had already made up my mind for the jars and it's just it's wonderful yeah it really is wonderful when you see one thing get a second life there are so many sustainable ways to store food from reusing old takeout containers to using reusable storage bags If you need new ways to store food, I would suggest checking out EarthHero.com, where sustainable living is made simple. EarthHero has everything you need to get started and maintain an eco-friendly lifestyle. They sell those reusable beeswax wraps that we were just talking about, which are a good replacement for disposable plastic wrap or foil. They also have reusable storage and snack bags that replace the flimsy disposable bags that so many of us are used to. Earth Hero also has bamboo, metal, and glass containers that make storing food or taking them on the go a breeze. Before you shop anywhere else for Earth-friendly products, check Earth Hero first and use the code SUSTAINABLEBROWNGIRL for 10% off your purchase. By using this promotion, I do receive a bit of commission, which goes towards keeping us on the air. Again, that's EarthHero.com with 10% off using the code SUSTAINABLEBROWNGIRL. If you're just tuning in, I'm Ariel and you're listening to Sustainable Brown Girl. We're talking about how to reduce food waste. Leftovers. Properly storing and even remembering to eat your leftovers is also important. Some people can eat leftovers for three or four days, but I am not one of those people. Unless it's dessert, I can only eat leftovers one more time after having the fresh version. So when I'm cooking, I keep that in mind so that I don't cook too much. And if I do cook too much, if it's something that will do well in the freezer, I'll wrap it up tightly and freeze it for a week or so until I can bear to eat it again. In addition to freezing leftover meals, sometimes I'll freeze any fruits or vegetables that I haven't gotten a chance to eat before they go bad. Particularly in the summer, I buy a lot of fruit, berries and pineapples, and I just can't eat it all. So I'll cut them up and freeze them to use in smoothies. I actually still have some blueberries in the freezer from this summer that I'm still adding to oatmeal. Buying in bulk can also be helpful, particularly for non-perishable or frozen food items. For example, you can reduce packaging waste from buying one pound of rice each week and instead buying five pounds to last a month. If your kids love Cheez-Its, instead of buying individually wrapped bags, buy a big box and separate them into snack bags yourself. You can actually go to bulk stores and yes, you may have to put in order. Like with moms, we have My Organic Market. Mm -hmm. You might have to put in an order and wait, but you can do large bulk items. I got a lot of my nuts and seeds from there, grains, wheat flour. Um, You really can kind of do anything. You have to be crafty. Mm -hmm. Um, Some things will be more expensive. That is just the nature of how 
America or quite honestly, the world's consumerism is built. Right. The guilt that I used to get from, you know, the things that I would buy, it just would eat me up. And I was like, your body's trying to tell you that you need to do something different. Your mind is, is eating away at that because it knows there's another option, but you're choosing this one over here. Mm. That's when I got to learn about bulk stores. (laughs) They're fantastic. You can get them online, especially with, you know, how times are now. Um, You can just go, you can literally put into Google bulk food and you can get everything that you need. Again, not perfect progress over perfection. There's still the emissions of the travel for it to get to you and things of that nature, but it's better than an unnecessary plastic bag sitting in a landfill. Buying in bulk doesn't always refer to buying the largest size of something. For example, there are some stores that allow you to bring your own container and you can fill up on pantry staples like oats and flour and sugar. The closest place to Noonan that I know of that does this is Sprouts. You're able to buy exactly how much you need and eliminate packaging waste. So yeah, buying in bulk doesn't necessarily mean stopping up at Costco, but if that works for your family and you're truly not going to waste that food, then by all means, go for it. When buying in bulk and in general, one thing to be cognizant of is expiration dates. A lot of food waste comes from not understanding expiration dates. Sell by, use by, and expires on are all confusing terms used by food producers that all mean different things. The truth is, most food that is just past its expiration date is still safe to eat. According to Healthline.com, sell by is used to inform retailers when the product should be sold or removed from the shelves. Best Buy is a suggested date that consumers should use their products by. Neither of these terms means that the product is unsafe to eat after the given date. And the more ambiguous use by date is probably one of the best to follow. This term means that the food may not be at its best quality past the listed date. But when it comes to shelf-stable foods or baked goods, the expiration date usually indicates that a food may be a bit stale past that date, but is typically still safe to eat. And when it comes to meat and produce, foods nearing the sell-by date usually get discounted at the grocery store, but it's still safe to eat within a few days. I often buy discounted meat and produce to freeze and use at a later date. If the grocery store doesn't end up selling that, it's usually thrown away, further contributing to the problem of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere and climate change. So just read those labels and give the food a quick sniff or a safe taste before throwing away. And since we're on the topic of fruits and veggies, we often don't use the entire piece of produce. Sometimes we'll peel the skin and then toss it in the trash. But did you know that a good bit of nutrients are packed within the skin of many fruits and veggies? Instead of peeling the skin from apples, potatoes, and and cucumbers, make sure that the produce is well-washed or organic and eat the skin too. If skins just really aren't your thing, perhaps you can add them to a bottle of water for a natural and flavorful enhancement. This works great for cucumber skins and orange peels. 
As for the outer layer of onions and vegetables like carrot skins or uh, broccoli cuts, these will go well into homemade vegetable stock. You can also use leftover chicken bones to make chicken stock. This is something I have yet to try, but it seems pretty simple to make. The final option when it comes to diverting food from rotting in the landfill is to compost. But please note that you cannot compost meat, fish, and in most cases, cooked food. But composting raw food scraps and eggshells and coffee grounds is a great way to go. There are so many ways to compost, but if you're new to composting, one easy way to start is by taking your food scraps to your local community garden so that they can turn it into soil. This is what I do with my food scraps. I save them in the freezer all week, and then every weekend I'll drop them off at the community garden. Super easy and low maintenance for me. If you do have some room in your backyard, you can buy a compost tumbler for less than $100, similar to what Elise uses at her home. The final thing, even though I didn't mention it in the beginning, I compost. We have a roller in the back and we, we do that, but we use aluminum coffee cans. We put it in there and we take it out every two days. We put it in the rotator and we take our old, you know, has to be um, uh, unbleached and naturally sourced, but like our egg cartons, crumble those up. Yep. Throw that in there. Mm-hmm. We have compostable bags, throw those in there. It's all just like really small things. The ladies at mom's, my organic food market know that I love their bio bags because they're 100% compostable and biodegradable. That's so awesome. It's, it's been really wonderful kind of learning, um, what is going to work. And with my family, it's nice to be able to have all of us come together and collectively work and the girls get involved and it's been really nice. And they're like, Lola, I have a strawberry top and they'll take their strawberry top and they'll put it in the little can and it's perfect. And every two days we go outside. An even cheaper option would be to make a pile in your backyard and toss your food scraps in there. When composting, there are more materials that need to be included in your pile, such as brown matter like cardboard, paper, and leaves. I could do an entire episode on composting, and maybe I will one day. But this is just something to keep in mind as a great way to keep food waste out of landfills. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of this episode. Big thanks to Elise Smith from Winnie's Bakery for coming on today. To listen to her full interview, visit the Sustainable Brown Girl YouTube channel. If you'd like to keep up with Elise, be sure to follow her on Instagram at Winnie's Bakery. Even though this show is called Sustainable Brown Girl, and you've just heard my and Elise's perspective as Black women, obviously everything that was shared today can apply to anyone we can all take simple steps to live more sustainably. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow me at Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the website at sustainablebrowngirl.com and send me any questions, comments, or topic ideas to sustainablebrowngirl at gmail.com. You can catch up on the full episodes of the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast on Spotify, 
Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Until next week, let's continue to make better choices for the health of our planet and the health of our bodies. Thanks for listening.